Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. This is a bank holiday edition. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. So the last couple of weeks have been really interesting um, with the guest that we had on, Gary Stevenson. Um, I have to encourage you, if this is the first time that you've um, picked up an episode to this podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. But um, you need to go and check out the last two episodes on this show. We had Gary Stevenson. He is an ex-trader for Citibank. He is a multimillionaire. He is now an in an inequality um, economist, and he talks about the wealth divide, the uh, difference between just classes in this country and how bad it is going to get and how the system is set up to benefit a certain echelon of people in this country. And even for me over the past couple of weeks, the conversation that we had has been really eye-opening. He puts things in such a way that I thought about things very differently. What I try to do on this podcast, if you are new here is to share my knowledge and my experience uh, with people that I've gained through 16 years in financial services to help them make better financial decisions. All of these conversations that I have on this podcast all um, lead back to things that I wish people had told me when I was in my 20s, things that I didn't know that I know now because of having worked in financial services for 16 years. And so this podcast is really all about empowering people and sharing knowledge that should be widely known, but isn't. And there are a number of failings that I've spoken about a number of times on this podcast. But today, what I wanted to do, because I've been thinking about this now for the last couple of weeks, and uncharacteristically for me, I've actually posted the episodes, these last two episodes with Gary on YouTube, which I've never done. It's the first time I've done that for the podcast because the conversation was just too valuable. It needed to be to be heard by more people. And so this episode is going to just maybe summarize some of the thoughts that I've had over the last couple of weeks in trying to funnel down, narrow down, niche down on some really clear things that I feel are important with the conversation that we had over the last couple of weeks. And so I need everyone who listens to this to pay attention because what I'm going to share today is going to be really, really important. If you've listened to the last two episodes and you felt frustrated, angry, or you've just felt hopeless or, you know, like what on earth is going on, then this episode will really, really help you. What I want to give you is, you know, my thoughts around four things that are absolutely crucial if we are going to independently try to change our outlook in the future when it comes to wealth inequality and wealth divide. Because I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
wealthy people know how to generate cash. And a symptom of that is the fact that they already have cash. And so for the ordinary man, the ordinary person on the street, we have to start from pretty much zero. And what that means is it takes us longer to acquire the sums of money that the wealthy people already have to really change our lives. And we have a choice here. We can either be defeatist and be like, well, it's going to be way too difficult. Why bother even start? Which is the wrong attitude to have, period. And if you're thinking about that, snap out of it right now. Because all you're going to do is just find yourself in the same position that you're in right now, 10 years down the line, when you can do something about it. And that's what this episode is about. It's about doing something about it, taking responsibility ourselves and doing something about it. So the first thing that I really want to highlight, and I speak about this all the time, and I feel as though I'm a broken record when I say this, mindset is everything. Don't be defeatist. But more more importantly than that, I'm going to ask the question that I asked at the beginning of this year on the very, very first episode. What is your goal? What are we doing this for? Why are you here? What do you want? What life do you want in 10, 15 years time? Because your mindset to create that is absolutely crucial. If you don't know what you want, what you're doing this for, what lifestyle you want, what life you want, then you really need to get clear on that. Because everything we spoke about in the last two weeks, that will destroy you if you do not know what you're doing this for. And if you do not have the mindset that is going to help you pursue the things that you want. So mindset is clear, is key, I should say, sorry. Mindset, mindset is key. What are you doing this for? If you don't know what that is, I strongly encourage you, sit down with yourself if you're single, sit down with your wife, your partner, if you have a family, you're married, you're, you're sit, you've got a girlfriend or boyfriend, sit down and really think about what it is that you actually want in 10 to 15 years time. By thinking about it now, you can at least begin to think about the things that you need to do in order to make those things happen. And you need to cultivate the right mindset. And when I say mindset, this is really important because I'm going to be, I'm going to say something is going to be very unpopular right now. This nonsense that you're hearing on social media about 5% per day and all of this get rich quick schemes, forget that. If you're very lucky, you might come across one of them that might work. But for the most part, you're going to be led down a garden path. Someone's going to run off with your money. Someone's going to scam you. And you would have done nothing but make somebody else richer because of your own naivety around how things work in the world. Social media is not reality. So please do not, in your quest to answer the question of what you want your life to be, what lifestyle you want, begin to even look at social media as the barometer of what you should be aspiring to. Do not do that. You need to know what you want, what is important to you, not what is social media telling you is important or should be important to you. What is important to you? 
I met an amazing guy, Danny, who I coached this weekend. Danny is a guy who has a clear understanding of what he wants in life. And he knows this because of experiences. He knows that he wants to be able to live a life that has a balance. He doesn't want to be too stressed out. He wants to be able to enjoy what he does. And he does not want to sacrifice or compromise his own mental health or sense of well-being for a job. And what this has led Danny to do is get to a position where he has been able to save himself £20,000 in an emergency fund. And in his quest for a deposit for a house, save over £100,000 for his deposit in three years. And Danny is not earning 10, 15,000 pounds per year. He is earning average wages. How has he done this? You're going to be asking because you'd be thinking this is completely and utterly impossible. Well, this leads me on to my second point. He has very, very, very good financial habits. He does not overspend. He is not bought into this whole idea of consumerism. He does not have any debts. He understands the importance of managing his money extremely well. Even though he understood it subconsciously. When he came to me for coaching, he was almost of the thought of that he wasn't doing well that he still had a long way to go. And many of you who are listening to this episode will probably recognize straight off the bat that he's in a position that a lot of people, maybe including you listening this, would want to be in. With over £130,000 in cash, saved in three years, that is over £30,000 per year in savings. He did that by himself, no help because he has healthy financial habits. Yes, he's got a car, but he's not got a flash car that he's gonna, that's cost him an arm and a leg. That's the only debt he has. So I'm asking you, what are your financial habits? What are your financial habits like? Are you seriously only using your money for the things that you absolutely need to use them for in pursuit of your goal? Is your mindset conducive to allowing you to do so? Because let me tell you a little something about Danny. Danny wants to buy a flat. He wants to buy a property. He's in a position where if he waits for another 16 months, he could buy a flat outright. He only needs a two-bedroom flat, £130,000 roughly. You can buy one outright, no mortgage. Zero mortgage. And by the way, Danny is not in his 50s. He's in his early 40s. Mortgage-free. Think about the options and the possibilities for Danny. Mortgage-free. He has very, very strong financial habits. He can easily save another deposit for a buy-to-let property where he's going to have a tenant in there paying rent, 
giving him a yield, paying down the mortgage, which he then can then just rinse and repeat and build, start building a property portfolio of two, three, four in the space of the next 10, 15 years and not actually need anything when it comes to retirement because his properties would have been paid down and his income will be his rental income plus whatever he then invests and acquires in a pension. Financial habits are absolutely key. No debt. Being mindful of consumerism. Being mindful of the future you want to build and understanding the true meaning of my slogan. Money is a tool. Life is for living. The only function of money is to help you build the life that you want. Nothing else is there to give you choice. It's there to give you freedom, flexibility, options. That's the true function of money. So you have to have a good, I was going to say extremely good, but good, healthy financial habits like Danny. And yes, a lot of people won't be able to get there day one, but it's a work in progress. It's sitting down with your money, understanding what you've got coming in, what you've got going out and looking at your expenditure dispassionately and being honest with yourself. What do you absolutely need and what do you absolutely not need? And being brave enough to cut the things that you don't. And that may work for some people. It won't work for others. We can't all be winners in this situation. But it is your responsibility and you have the power to control all of that. And yes, it might be painful, but suck it up. This is an aid of the long term. So really good financial habits. The second one, and I've already alluded to this, and I, I put it in here a second time because I have to reiterate this. You need to be clear on what your goals are. We talk about and we have spoken about wealth, wealth inequality, and what wealth is over the last couple of weeks. We've spoken about how the rich get richer by acquiring assets. Assets then give them income. Income then gives them choices. But oftentimes, you, normal people like you and I completely misunderstand the degree or the level of what we're talking about when it comes to wealth. The first step for many people is acquiring a property. For many people who listen to this podcast, that is going to be a real challenge. And you, you are probably struggling with your deposit, getting your house deposit. You need to understand what your goals and what your steps are. Gary said last week, that if that's the first thing and the only thing that you do, you should do that. Acquire your property because it gives you security, roof over your head, but it is an asset, an appreciated asset. It can be the springboard for everything. Kind of like I described with Danny. But you have to be clear on whether that is your immediate goal or whether it's a short-term or long-term goal. The other thing to remember when we talk about wealth here is that it isn't just about property. You've got property, you've got investing and owning these businesses that create wealth and continue to create wealth for the wealthy, the Amazons, the Teslas. Many people are chasing, you know, individual stocks, taking undue risk, 
What is your goal? How are you going to get there? So in other words, are you going to be looking at buying individual stocks? Or are you looking to get saturation into these markets? Like I speak about all of the time on the podcast, investing strategically with index funds, ETFs, so on and so forth. What are you doing? What is your goal? We need clarity in what your goal is. Because this wealth creation game, there are so many levels to it. Unless we begin to climb these levels and start on the very first ladder, we don't have a hope in hell if things continue the way they are. And Gary spoke about being able to leverage our collective strength as as a group of people, as a population, to try and push the government to do better. The unfortunate thing about that is mobilizing people to move unilaterally or together as a group so it can sometimes be difficult which is why i'm talking about the individual things that we can all do right now to help us be in a better place in five to ten years time because if we do nothing i can guarantee you this the wealthier will the wealthy will get wealthier and the poorer will get poorer and everybody in between will be stuck And if you're competing with the sons of millionaires and billionaires or people who have acquired assets and you haven't acquired assets in the meantime, you are going to lose. Gary said this last week and he is more, he couldn't be more right. So we have to start doing things now. We have to start taking action now. We need to have clarity of goal right now. This leads me on to the very last one that I'm going to share with you today, which is having a structured plan. I'm going to repeat what I've said a number of times on this podcast. Everybody has goals, fitness goals, business goals, career goals. You know, we've all got goals for all kinds of things, but how many of us really have financial goals? Like really? And how many of us have a plan to help us achieve those financial goals? And the irony of it is that we get taught, you know, all of this stuff in school about fitness goals and, you know, you need to have a business plan if you're looking to build a business. You need to have a career plan if you're looking to go into uh, the workplace. You need to have a plan for everything. They don't tell us, they don't teach us how to have a proper, thorough, structured financial plan to help us live the life that we want. This is the stuff that needs to change. I keep talking about this all the time, and I know that I'm, I'm a broken record, or you may be bored of this, but it is the truth. And so the most obvious question is, well, how do I come up with a, with, a, with a structured plan for my finances? Well, I've already alluded to some of it already. The first thing you need to do is be honest with yourself. Don't kid yourself. Sit down with what you are earning right now, your income and your expenditure, and start to figure out what it is that you need to do to make your life better in 10 to 15 years time. People start talking about, I don't want to pay for this insurance and pay for this. It's a waste of money. Well, what happens if you break your leg? you can't work, someone dies in your family, and and all of a sudden you lose that income and you have to take, you know, go on benefits and completely, completely walk away from the, the lifestyle that you've already become accustomed to. What about that? We need to use our money as a tool to help us build for the future. Money is a tool, life is for living. First thing you need to do, sit down with your budget. What have you got coming in? 
What have you got going out? What I talk about in coaching is how you actually ring fence your present to protect yourself so that if anything untoward outside of your control completely derails you from a financial point of view, you don't have to take 10 steps back, 20 steps back and go on benefits. You're earning the money now. You can afford it. Why not do that? Because, but most people, and this is the half truth, don't want to give up Sky, Sky Movies. Don't want to give up, you know, their Spotify subscription or their Amazon subscription over something that they're hoping won't happen. Well, guess what? A lot of bad things happen to a lot of people every single day. We just continue to hope and pray that we're not one of those people that bad things happen to. A structured plan begins with being honest with yourself. What do you need? What do you not need? What is essential? What is not essential? How do you ring fence, protect your lifestyle right now and start to build for the future? If you're looking at building for the future specifically, you need to be able to take yourself there. Leading to my previous point, clarity of goal. What does the future look like? If you're talking about retirement, what does retirement look like? Are you retiring here in the UK? Are you retiring somewhere in the Bahamas? Do you want to wake up every morning with the beach on your doorstep with your toes in the sand? Or do you want to retire and play golf two, three times a week here in the UK? Or do you want to retire in a care home? Because guess what? A lot of people do retire in a care home or a nursing home and it's not nice. What do you want? You have to be clear on that so you can at least try to factor and try to figure out what that is going to cost on a monetary point of view so you can make a plan now. You need the detail in order to fill in the gaps. This is what I do when I coach people. Try to have these conversations so that we know what needs to be done in the present to make the future possible. Because unless you're a billionaire or at least a millionaire, retirement for many people looks very, very different. Many people are going to be relying on state pension. Well, guess what? State pension is £18,000 per year. How many people can really survive on that? I mean, you could, but if you're accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle in your working life and you have zero pension, zero investments, you haven't acquired any assets whatsoever, well, guess what? You're taking a really big step back. Is that what you want? You need to have a structured plan. If you need help, there are YouTube videos that you can go and watch. There'll be workshops. There'll be people that you can speak to. You can speak to friends, family, a financial advisor. If you want to go see a financial advisor, you can come and see a financial coach like myself to talk through what the future looks like. How are you going to get there? How are you going to use the money that you have right now to acquire assets to help you build and create wealth. And wealth is subjective. We're not necessarily talking about millions and billions here. We're talking about enough money for you to have the life that you want in the future. And this isn't just about short-termism. It's about long-term, medium-term thinking. Really long-term because we have to think long-term. Wealthy people think long-term. They think legacy. They think about what they're going to be able to leave behind for kids, for grandkids. And we can moan about the tax system and how the system is set up against, you know, the ordinary person and how it benefits the wealthy people. 
but not all of those wealthy people started at the top. A lot of them worked their way there. So how are we going to move ourselves closer, closer, even if it is step by step or even two steps or 10 steps closer to creating wealth for ourselves? That's the most important thing. And that's what I wanted to end, or at least I wanted to talk about on this podcast today. I hope you found it useful because this is a really, really important, important thing to remember. It's easy to get caught up with, you know, work and family and all that kind of stuff and to live in the present. And yes, we do need to live in the present. Yes, we do need to enjoy what we're doing and enjoy life in the moment. But we do need to have one eye on the future because a failure to do so means that we are preparing to fail. And nobody wants to retire or get to a point in the future where they feel that they don't have enough financial resources to help them or to enable them to live the life that they've worked so hard for. I don't know about you, but I've seen it in my family, both my foster family and my real family. My foster dad, bless him, not very wealthy, living on minimum income. My dad died poor, died stressed out because he didn't have a pension, realizing so late in his life. Is that really what we want for ourselves? I don't want that for myself. I don't want it for you guys. I don't want it for anybody which is why I do what I do. So I hope you found this useful. It is a bank holiday. Enjoy the bank holiday. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.